Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Well, that's when you've activated my secret agent, Sindan Kusith. All right, so well now, well now we'll go ahead and get started. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever you're gonna do with this. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I just, I just, I got it. I don't, I don't know, John. I'm just, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling to kind of segue in. I just, you know, I'm, I'm rambling on here. I'm still, uh, still really fucking hungover from. Look at that monkey has seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> but, but John, <laughs> the days don't get much better than today. <laughs> Because we're back with the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast, and John, are you calling me a monkey? <laughs> no, no, I'll get to that in a second. I know, <laughs> but not not only do we have you know a couple of ace detectives on the case, we got, uh, the, the the top brass has come for a surprise visit. Uh, the lieutenant, the lieutenant is here, Adam Lane. Adam Lane is back, joining us for a new episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Adam. For once again, say hi to everybody. What's up, everybody? John, say hi to everybody. Well, hello. Indeed, man, John, you're in the presence of greatness. We're both in the presence of greatness. We got the innovator here, guys. We're back. We're back, boys. I know just, you know, I've adjusted to a new work schedule yet again. I'm actually back on a normal, like, Monday through Friday schedule. I'm trying to play in the Octagon events. You know, we're trying to get set reviews out. I was literally down there, which made it harder to record, ironically. like Yeah, you came down for the Ultras Cup, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, we, we've, we've had events. Like we've just You were in L.A.? Yeah, I was uh, actually hanging out at Worlds with everybody. And we were trying to organize, you know, like, eight people at a time on a cast instead yeah, of trying like, to get the whole world's team on the cast yeah, <laughs> instead of getting cool. like two or three people at a time we were like let's try and put six people on this week well like well because like it was easy right the first week was you know we had cody ben parrot and kp on and they're all they all like live like in the same area more or less like same time zone and yeah. then like the next week we were like all right let's get oki and the emmanuels and chris neal on and then, like, Emmanuel feels like, well, I'm in Ireland. Yeah, we should have skipped then, right to the East Coast, boys, but that's all right. right. You know, it's whatever. Then, it's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was just on a different schedule. We were just like, well, you know, we'll catch up with everybody afterwards then. But, you know, John, speaking of catching up, you know, the the you go outside, you go on the street corner, go to the little kiosk, get your candy bar and your cigarettes or whatever it is, your, your Taylor's ham. Um, <laughs> and you start looking through the magazines and the papers, you'll notice that uh, – you know, a certain one is a little, little backed up, you know, because there's a lot to talk about. John, what, what, what do you think that is? Where, where do we need to go? Take me back. Actually, you know what? No, John, you know. I don't know, dude. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, I need but, a refresher. But, right. So, Adam. Adam, it, I, you, I know you've been out of the game for a bit. I, I need to know where we're going. I was on the show for a long time, and I never answered it correctly, I don't think, so... And you're right, that's right. It's the news! 
first headline this week. Um, we uh, we actually got back to form here in our local area and re um, revitalized the villain series. Something that um, you know I know has been near and dear to Adam and mine's heart. That's kind of where um, outside of the ARG Charlotte event, which was our first competitive event, like the Kefka Cup was our first like big local tournament. Um, and I say local, like we had people from Carolina come up, people from, I, I, I want to say, weren't there some people from Pennsylvania at that event or at least like a little mm. further up north? I can't remember. I don't think so. Not the first one. Okay. Mm. The second one. Yes. We were like not really established. Yeah. I don't know about the Gamerstone mm-hmm. guys, but for us, we, we were like, I was just kind of cluing into like Final Fantasy being a thing. And I was mm-hmm. so jealous because I love six so much. And you guys were having a cool Final Fantasy six themed tournament. I was like, I can't go down there. Yeah, well, and, still, and, I'm staring at my trophy right now. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Because he, he won the damn thing. And uh, it was, uh, you know, trying to take a real trip down memory lane. That's, oh man, it's another great name for this episode. Because we got Adam on memory lane. Fuck. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 writing, I'm writing a book over here. Um, no, but like we were still hungry after ARG, and we were like, let's just fucking do a team deck. This was this was the beginning of tech deck team deck. We just didn't know it at the time. This was a this was scoop dog. Is what yep. this was. This yep. was this was when you see Saban, you scoop dog. Um, but the villain cup, <laughs> or, it, oh, it, yeah, that's where the, the bulldozer picture well, that we always... uh, Yeah. So <laughs> just a little backstory is we when we were driving there, we saw this like snowplow or so. I don't even remember what the hell it was. I don't remember what it was. It said Scoop Dog on it. And we were like, we have to take a picture with that, like with our (laughs) savings in hand. Mm -hmm. And it's still on Facebook, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. That's whenever I post something to FF Dex, that's the picture I use. That's (laughs) the one. But yeah, like it was a good event. And it was, it actually was received very well by everybody involved because, you know, it was a really cool trophy. I know, Adam, you have the trophy there. Um, And it was just fun. It was just a really fun event. The, The play was quality. And it was a good turnout. And then we did it again with the Zorn and Thorn Cup. And this one got a little bit more, um, you know, outside um, participation because Hunter Nance actually won this one. And Adam, you finished second. Yep. Um, yeah, I lost Hunter in the finals. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the the we, we were again. It was another tech deck team deck for us. Uh, I went O two drop because I let uh, I let Sarah. This is the first time Johnny and Sarah came out to a tournament, and uh, I let Sarah borrow my like Mono Earth Warrior light deck that I had like. Finished second with that like the memorial day tournament like one a couple like locals up at frederick like the deck that i had been winning with and sarah was like i like that can i play it and i said yep and she proceeds to just beat the shit out of me with it <laughs> and i was like well you got it and that was my second loss i was like well I'm top eight now um then I, I think i actually started doing commentary that was my first taste of commentary so you can see where i'm getting at with these villain cups they, they actually mean a lot to us so after a real long hiatus we, um, you know, we had been talking about, you know, just kind of getting back to our grassroots, especially with the, you know, competitive season coming down the home stretch. And what better way than to, you know, since we're, you know, kind of a six-theme group anyway, what better way than one of our favorite villains, Ultros? So, John, as you know, you know, we started doing some little logos, you know, some spoilers. We kind of changed our logo up a little Um. And we just started really kind of putting the pieces together for this thing. And Adam Duncan, you know, ordered 50 of these really cool. Uh, John, speaking of which, I'm gl- your playmat is still in my trunk. Okay, cool. I was like yeah. wondering where my playmat went. Yeah, you have it. It's it's in my trunk. Hey, all right, so, cool. Because yeah, I remember hey, you saying cool. you were asking Adam Duncan for him to, hey, hey, <laughs> you got one here. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm trying to always leave a reason to come back. 
Well, and you did. Yeah. You did. We got the but keys back. You got... Uh, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> when one, one case is solved, another one... Hey, you know what? You got, it's it's uh, job security. It's true. It is true. But you can't say that while the lieutenant's here. <laughs> I mean, we're hard at, we're hard at work. <laughs> hard at work, don't, sir. Don't bump you down to traffic so fast, it'll make your head spin. <laughs> Damn it. But... But the Ultras Cup was uh, this was on November sixteenth. It was actually a really good event. We had about fifty players. We actually um you know, we had forty eight, I think was the exact number. Um yeah, you and right. I played. Uh Adam, sure I know you, you actually came to judge the event. Yeah, I didn't play at all. I just came to watch. I hadn't even prior to that event read every Opus Ted card. Mm-hmm. So Well you you did you did some fine call in there. I mean it was it was a good tournament. We actually had like a lot of um Pennsylvania came down. Uh, Gabe was there. Nick Chanel was there. Uh, Sam Tool was there. Um, yeah. I know he's in Georgia. We had Ryan Galloway, Brendan Tawa. Like we had, you know, you know, we got to see Danny Diaz come back. You know, I, it, it didn't feel like a villain cup without a forty-five minute stare down. Um, but it was, it was just a really, really good event. And of course, finally t- getting that paper gold top eight Johnny, mm-hmm. bringing it home. Godonger uh, himself. He's no longer top eight Johnny. He's just top Johnny. Just top top Johnny. That's right. Top Gun Johnny. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, he won with a, a fire water deck he had actually been playing since Opus Nine, um, and he just added a couple, um, couple you know, really solid Opus Ten bombs, you know, like Zonde and Gilgamesh. He'd actually um, been doing really well with it in our uh, online locals. Yeah, he'd actually. I want to say he finished first a couple weeks, yeah, and it was just just the, the. And it's just, it was just a really neat deck because I mean he just. Opens with you know Zidane haste to keep drawing cards and, and Adam you know as well as I do Zidane, twice game's fucking over. Yeah, um, I mean I, I watched a couple of his matches and as soon as I saw it at the second time I didn't even, I really didn't even need to keep watching it was, yep. it was already over at that point. Mm-hmm. I think you just um, went over and reported the match at that point. <laughs> I didn't do that, but uh, I mean he had Opus ten cards in there, but like I, like I don't to report really a crime. matter that much. Uh, I think he won almost every game on Zidane plus Sage mm-hmm. or Zidane plus Belias. Yep, when I was watching him play, absolutely. And like the real big new tech in his deck was actually uh, with Gilgamesh being able to bring back Sedane, being able to bring back Vivi when Gilgamesh attacks. And more times than not, Gilgamesh had the kitten be broke claws on him because he had enough water characters out. Mm-hmm. Um, cards slow, but he also had you know you're playing like nine haste options in the deck, so he would play the Gilgamesh, still be able to haste it and get something back, which doesn't feel awful. So. But it was really good, and of course, uh, you know, the other half of that, finishing second, again, you know, another great player locally, uh, who I think pound for pound, when he plays seriously, is probably one of the best players in this area, um, and that's Danny Diaz. Um, yeah, he was playing a really neat Warrior of Light deck, which, you know, I'll kind of circle back around to that when I talk about Worlds. Uh, just, you know, using the new Refia. I want to say, I've got his list pulled up here. I don't know if he was using, he was definitely using the new it was. Deck. It was pretty spicy. I'm pretty sure it was like five color, and I think he had like somewhere oh, that yeah. he had like ten light cards in there. Oh, he's, he's got two, one, two, one on like three, four, kid. five, six, so seven, seven like, light cards. He had like both copies of every kid, and would just play mm-hmm. like whatever. He one. showed me, yeah. yeah, he showed me the deck like prior to playing his first round. Asked me mm-hmm. what I thought about it, and I was like, Danny, I haven't read this news yet. I knew mm-hmm. what Refia did. Um, <laughs> I honestly cannot form an opinion on this. I don't know enough about this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I watched a lot of the matches, and I kind of already kind of like 
felt like I saw what, what world was going to be. And I, I felt like I kind of gauged it pretty correctly. I, I, mm-hmm. There wasn't enough of people on the decks that I thought were very good there. And, but I think people were trying to try new stuff for the most part. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I can tell you the new, an incredible card. That's, that's the card that again, I'll circle the back around round. to. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, well, no, the new arc. Oh, the new arc. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Arc. Yeah. New arc is a really, really good card. There, yeah. Oh, dude. I, yeah. The new arc is really, really solid. Um, but you had a little bit of everything. You had some mono ice, wind, you know, some uh, ice earth. Um, you had Vince playing uh, a typical, you know, it's this is very similar to like a Japanese list with uh, just a lot of just more dark cards in it. You know, Vince went ham on the dark cards, but uh, just a r- lot of really big summons and really. Deck. When I looked at it one time, I was like, "This is one eight hundred gambler." Like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I mean, that's what he likes to do, though. I can't blame him. He, he he loves to play that way. It ain't me. I mm-hmm. couldn't be me. But um, he was. I mean, he was flipping some juicy stuff. Yeah, like off the Soyuz. So it's pretty wild. But yeah, it was pretty high rolling. It looked like to me. But he, I think he ended up top eight. Right? Yeah, he did. He actually uh, tied for. He made top four actually. And it was just one of those things, man. Like just the variance was on his side. I just whiffed or can got gummed up like a single time. Even in top four, I don't think it happened. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Fasoya is pretty good, right? Mm hmm. Oh, Fasoya is a real good card. Does. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I know uh, Alex and John, you guys for the weekend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just kind of hung out here, mm-hmm. drove down to the Ultras Cup, and enjoyed a nice meal afterwards. It was good. Um, I know Alex was playing, he was playing Woff, um, which he actually had a really good day. I think he bubbled. I think he finished, what, ninth or 10th or we something? We both like bubbled. That? We both bubbled. He, um, no, we were, it was mm-hmm. worse than that. He was 13th, and I was. Like fifteenth, I think, but we both were X two miss. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I didn't have a great day. Um, I decided to once again play Wind Water when it's not my style, and I should not fucking be playing that deck. Dude, you know what? You were popping off with that deck all morning against me to the point I where like... I was like, "All right, guess I'm taking Wind Water." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, mean... I bricked all day in tournament, but every like, like you said, all morning long, I'm sitting there playing. The- played i'm playing titus i'm bouncing this i'm i'm pinello in there i'm bouncing this i'm i'm i'm, I'm playing as as they, they like to call it Yu-Gi-Oh wind <laughs> it, I'm, it's I'm like... never been your style really mm-hmm. yeah i watched i watched one game of someone playing the wolf deck and i was like why the hell are you playing this deck well to be fair like i said i let alex borrow some cards yeah. so that immediately took it off the table like he was borrowing like my Brandella, a couple of like Brandellises, a couple like uh, like like Citra Terra, like some of the cards that you make the the cards I only had at the time like two of. Yeah. So like there was no way I could have it for him. Um, and I was like, well, I've got Wind Water, and I've been playing it all morning, and it's. Dude, you're just yeah, absolutely executing me. Like it was like, uh, okay, I literally didn't sleeve Wind Water, but I guess I have sleeves and Wind Water with me. <laughs> Oops, yeah, I forgot Fina. I wasted all my juju at the kitchen table because I got to the tournament and bricked like like a just like, like an old Victorian home man. It was just <laughs> like there were there were a couple games where I'm just sitting there with like my only backup on by like turn five is Riku and I'm like this this isn't how this works. Like the third little pig, dude. Just, just bricking like the third little pig. You damn right. <laughs> unreal but that didn't that didn't tarnish just how fun of an event it was and i'm really glad we've gotten back into form on this like i said everyone loved the play mats 
lot of raffles. Uh, Adam, I know you came and you actually donated a lot of really cool prizes. Uh, like the everybody got something. There was door prizes for everybody. The yeah. robots so, for everyone. Cubic. Yeah. Yeah, I donated like a ton of deck boxes, a lot of like stuff that I just don't really use. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm not really playing anymore, it just didn't really seem like it just was going to sit there. So. Yeah, and everybody definitely appreciated because there's a lot. Nice to, you know, to to see um, just that that kind of welcoming. You know, here here's some stuff that you probably will never be able to get, or you have to go out of your way to get. And here, just just for showing up this event, you can just have it, just just for playing. And it was good. And we're ideally we're going one of these a quarter. Um, that way, you know, we can have something, especially you know the one coming up here in the first quarter of a. Uh, um, of 2020. God, is it really 2020? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I think that comes after 2019, yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Fuck! Uh, is that really... Yeah. Man. Man, oh man. I just, I just had you my age. gotta think towards next year. You gotta have 2020 <sighs> vision. Alright, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Art Return <laughs> Pod. This is, it's been a great time. No, but um, like I think we're the first quarter, which will be nice because you know the competitive season typically doesn't start till April. Um, so this this will actually be an event that we can you know get a lot you know another you know fifty sixty plus you know person tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall it was good. Now that's kind of a you know a segue there because you know when I say the competitive season starts, um, John, there's been some there's been you know at least one change that we know of this year, and I'm talking about these uh. The it kind of coincides with the community contest that's now back, and the lack of I believe petite cups going into next season. John, why don't you talk about that a little bit? I've rambled on about the ultras cup. Enough. We got the uh, the build your own uh, petite cups essentially. No, but uh, mm-hmm. it's um so we've upgraded the community event, which used to get rewarded a uh, play arts kai figure. So I think it was mm-hmm. always a cloud, right? I got we got yeah. a cloud, you got a cloud, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So what you would do is you would send in to Square to the official page, like mm-hmm. um, just pictures of you at locals, you know, hanging out, having like big events, cool events, and like really celebrating with your local community. And mm-hmm. you had a chance to win some cool uh, extra prizing from Square. So this year they've like really, really, really bumped it up, and they're pushing it again. And there's not only like play arts figures, but they're like the new, like brand new play arts figures, right? I think like they had the fifteen characters and some stuff on there, like one of mm-hmm. the remake characters. Then they have um like Cactuar promos. Cactuar promos. They have all kinds of like crazy exclusive promos instead like there were a lot of pictures like packs and stuff. So it just seems mm-hmm. like there's gonna be a lot more product and things like that given out at these. Um like you're gonna be able to basically win a big prize package so that you can have like another event. Locally. Yeah, so you can almost essentially have <laughs> yeah. what was a petite cup style tournament in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and from what uh, I understand, John, there's there's gonna be two a month, right? Two a month. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it should give a lot of opportunities. There should be like what eight or ten of these. I think it's through February, mm-hmm. November, December, January, February. So there's gonna be like eight, maybe, or maybe it'll do a few more. But you know, mm-hmm. um, it's more than there were petite cups. You figure they spread them around decently. Yeah. And the, the onus is going to be on the people that win it to throw the next event, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the really the big thing there is. Uh, that's why I jokingly called them "build your own petite cups." Um, yeah, because I mean that that seems a little slightly flawed to me. 
Mm-hmm. It's a little bit weird that it's like I have to host a tournament that's big enough that I earn the right to host a big tournament. Yeah, it's almost like extra work for something. I mean, I I think it's great though. I mean, it's cool that you get the prizing and you get the exclusive stuff, and I think people will show up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. You know, here's the thing: as somebody who's gonna be running these tournaments anyway, like as mm-hmm. tos ourselves, like you guys know, I know, um, mm-hmm. we're like cool. Maybe we don't have to buy the prizes for once, and we can yeah. have a slightly bigger event, and that's cool. Right, but for that's areas what we're that like for. are are um like something official, like a petite cup, gets players like new players uh, mm-hmm. in areas that don't really have scenes, kind of like this this real like hype event, and then uh, they like spark a lot of new like locals and new scenes and stuff like that. And and I mean these events, these community events, will do that. But it's kind of weird because they they almost seems like they have to fire twice in the same like lightning is just striking twice yep. in the same spot and it's like we're not really uh, it's not as diverse as it could be but I mean hey you know what like this is another step forward where we're just getting more prizing into the hands of locals to have events from Square and like that's crazy because a lot of that stuff is stuff that like my tournaments could never have as prizes. I kind of mm-hmm. hope though t- as well like that square helps like advertise the turn yeah. like you know like po- after somebody wins it and they get their stuff sent to them and they schedule their next tournament i hope square mm-hmm. like kind of helps push that tournament like you know, there's a summoner's cup coming up in you know and just yeah, kind of make yeah. them somewhat uniform yeah no, absolutely I, I think that'd be good now and i agree with, i agree with what you guys on the like the biggest plus to these and, and stop me if i'm wrong don't these things have implications towards the competitive season? Like the winners of these things don't, isn't there, um, isn't there something else involved with this? Uh, not that I, okay. I, I wouldn't think you really could. Cause I, I know. Cause for some reason I, I remember hearing like a, a distant rumor that, that these would have some sort of competitive scene, uh, competitive season implication. I mean, but if even not, before some kind of like points thing with your square Enix tickets. Sure. That's sure. Potential. Sure. Maybe. But uh, other than that, uh, I mean, sure, like that. Hey, you know, tinfoil hats or, or not really. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if this is happening next season, it's going to be announced soon. But if we are doing points, if there's a reason that like you want to be playing in any event that uses the official tickets, uh, that's right. Your your first national seat goes to Big Donkey Dick. Yeah, well, you know what? If I if that was a system that might be coming in the future, I might be so inclined to make a post in the big Final Fantasy group saying this is a list of events that I am thinking of, you know, attending in the near future to go to Worlds, as some people may have seen. Uh-huh. So, um, I think that's a very real possibility. Um, sure. And that would be but- again a little weird to have two things in the same place, but we're putting the cart before the horse. So to be a little, I'm gonna be a little negative again. Oh, go ahead. Um, like, is there a possibility that someone wins this thing, right, and then they send out the prizing, and then somehow ma- magically a tournament doesn't happen? You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's very possible. Someone could just take the money and run it. It just feels like it's kind of exploitable. I don't because that that's kind of the thing. Like you're 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 throwing a tournament, you're submitting it to it. Like the the play arts thing was kind of harmless, right? Because then you could kind of do with that whatever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, how long did that cloud stay in my trunk oh, before I mean, we finally yeah, found I, the I, event to, like, give it away? We yeah, held on to that thing for a long time before we did something with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. so I'm just worried because the onus is on the people that win the contest to throw another event, and it just feels like 
Square's like, well, here you go. Congratulations. Now, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of confidence in that. It's it's like it's like Blue Apron, right? Like they give you all the. <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty good analogy. And you're like, you're like, fuck this! I don't, I don't want a yellow pepper. I'm not eating this tonight. Oh, I'm allergic to seafood. I can't. Have I, I, I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I, I think it probably won't. It's just I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot of unknowns that I don't like, and it, I don't. It's not like it's not like petite cups were like the best thing ever, and we definitely needed to take a step away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is great. I just, I don't know if it's the right thing. I'm not sure. Sure, And I'm glad you said it that way. Cause I think it's great for the communities. Like it's great for the little guy, right? Cause let's talk about November. Um, like really the only three events that were submitted in November were the Ultros cup, the summoning, which is a great event out in Vegas. And then you had, uh, Dylan Straub and his group, I believe in North Dakota, mm-hmm. they had an event too. So let's like, let, let's, and let's just like, let's, just call a spade a spade, all bullshit aside, you know, we've won these contests. We put on good events because we have, you know, big names here on this side of the country. Clearly the Meta Potion guys have big names on their side of the country. Like these are two like legitimate tournaments, right? But then like you look at a, an area like North Dakota where we got, we know guys like Dylan, there are some players in that area, but then, it, but it's like, you know, who do you give that event to? Do you give it to the region where there's already going to be, built-in player base or do you give it to the region that gets no love or could you really use that boost to increase their numbers well, well isn't and this I, contest really designed like who threw the best tournament right and that well, ide- I, ideally yes and i think and if that's if that's the case i think you snap give it to the summoning um as one of them at least at least right but, but at uh, the same time too my like i think we threw a good tournament but i also think the guys in north dakota threw a good tournament and I guess who does it help more? I mean, obviously, yes, we want to win. I know the meta potion guys; they want to win these things. We want to have that prize and to have another event. But does it? Do you feel bad if you're the Midwest, like the small, the smaller? I'm not saying they're small, but comparative, they're the smaller group, right? It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird like. I can see creating creating bitterness. Yeah. No. Let me jump on this because I think you're highlighting. A uh, really interesting point, right? Because by mm-hmm. kind of giving it to us, like, oh, haha, you know, win this thing, build your own, it becomes like we're actually competing against each other to get petite cups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, instead of there being like, like, hey, yeah, you know what? It sucks for us to be like, boo, Square Enix didn't put a thing in our area and like hate the man, but like, uh, the man gets to go. <laughs> like you know, uh, the company kind of gets to wash their hands of this whole thing, mm-hmm. as, as we are. Um, and whether or not you know, it can be as friendly as it could be. Like you said, um, I think all three of these people deserve, yeah, the thing. But yeah. uh, and like, who doesn't get it? And then like, well, is that like, do you get to host another event and try? Well, again? right, that's what I'm saying. Like whoever <laughs> like, we put on, like if the people that put on an event, like they schedule one for November, or you know, take take the three of us that did the event, like the three groups out of the equation. Let's go to December. Let's talk about December. You have three people that did it. Two people win. Does that mean the one that didn't win has to now go into January and say, "Fuck, we need to put on another event if to try to get another event." Well, because and, I, I mean, honestly, like you can almost see the writing on the wall for a lot of these. It's like, okay, the uh-huh. this big gamer seven tournament, boom, next month, the yep. reunion tournament, boom, January. Uh-huh. Like, um, it it's got to feel really weird. Is like, 
okay, local community, time to like earn one of these yeah. against these guys. Is there is yeah. there a window for when you have to throw like your build a petite cup or whatever, for lack of a better word? Uh, uh, <laughs> your summoner's when, cup. When... It's called the summoner's cup. To to be fair. Okay. To, yeah. So is there like a window? Where you have to have those, like this happen um, to be between like so February just, and April, or I just downloaded like, that. like the contest rules for mm-hmm. uh, the thing earlier today, and it just says that for this contest, in order to win, you have to submit between now and February, like twenty fourth or something. It might actually just be the twenty eighth, but it's like mm-hmm. uh, I imagine because March is when things start up for, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. So do you do uh, again? I I think once we like the first crop go out, maybe we'll have a better understanding. But again, well, I mean, like you know, no, go ahead. I'm saying like even if that if there is a window, that brings up even more issues for me, right? Like mm-hmm. like say we're, we have like a store battlegrounds, right? What if they're busy for an entire month of weekends and we're, yep. and they're like sorry, magic pre release. Yep. Oh yeah, like, I don't can't think I saw. Tournament. I don't think I saw a window for when you have to like use the kit by. That's just the window mm-hmm. when you have to enter an event. Uh, so, so I could so, like throw an event in August with the promos. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm not sure about that. But what you're saying does apply to the point where it's like, hey, um, okay, time to plan an event right now, and like everybody else, like we're pretty tapped out on like actually mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah. Because we mm-hmm. all have all these events lined up already, if they're lined up at all for the off season. And so it is a little bit of like, um, th- there's definitely competition mm-hmm. amongst ourselves to get an event, and that's a little weird. Yeah, it's... instead of like celebrating a community, like here's one cloud statue, it's like, no, actually, I really need that prize kit because it gives me a tournament. <laughs> yeah, it gives me a tournament. <laughs> it gives me and a tournament, people. not just like a, a one prize. Yeah. Yeah. And. and... I, I want to see how it unfolds because um, it does feel like, like you said, like you said, the man, uh, the man wiping their hands of it and putting it on the people. But at the same time, the the person who's washing their hands of it, or you know, is like there's that 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 committee gets to decide on who wins it. So they're not really washing their hands of it. They're just making they're they're making the. <laughs> Trying to like trying to think of the right way to put it. It's like the simple Rick, like simple way for Cookie Factory, right? You have like your boss Ricks watching the other people duke it out just to you know get <laughs> something, and they're ultimately going to decide who gets whatever. Um, so I, I think I think it's it's going to help. I like it for scenes that aren't really established. That's who I really genuinely like, like it for. Don't know if they're going to win it. Right, that's what I'm saying, and that's the problem. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse. I feel like we spent a while on this stuff. Yeah, well, we, def- we definitely it's, have because it's it's. I like the and I like I like the fact that people have the chance to really create their own like almost official tournament with the prizing. If you win, but if you win, and I think yeah. that's where it gets tough. And I, I just we'll see how it starts to shake out. Um, somebody in November is going to be left out. Could be us. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. And see and what that's happens. Fine, right? Like you don't. You shouldn't feel like you have to win. I just feel like. It's still a little. Some people do. All I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and you know, maybe it's a step in the right right direction. We'll see what happens. Um, but John, you know, that's you know, that's moving a little bit slower. But there's some things that just have have been popping up very quickly. And John, how long has Opus? How long has Opus Ten been out? I'm looking at my calendar here. When did Opus Ten? Like a month, maybe. Okay. Maybe one month. Let's say a month. Okay. Well, John, you know, there was another event 
that we're going to cover. And this is going to be, you know, we're not going to get to our main topic yet. We're going to have a, have a quick pit stop. There were three Opus 11 spoilers at Worlds, John. <laughs> like, we're already like, Whee! right? Here we are. Here we are. Opus 11 spoilers already coming in hot. We're still figuring out the way Opus 10 cards work. And it's like, oh, by the way, here's what you get to uh, salivate on, here's you know, for the next topper. couple months. Like for literally the next, you know, I, to, uh, three months to the day or January, yeah, what was it? March 27th. So. Yeah, March. Yeah, so it is to the day. It sure is. It's four months, yeah. Four months to the day. Yeah, pardon me. Four months to the day. Now we've got cards we can already like look forward to. And, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and go over those, I'm sure. Um, but we're just going to go down the line. We're going to start with uh, another six character. Uh, we've got another Dottaluma. This time he is in fire. He's a 2CP 8K forward. Uh, job martial artist. Uh, very simple card. He's a rare. Uh, when Dottaluma enters the field, Dottaluma deals you one point of damage. Uh, damage three, uh, which was the mechanic that was introduced here in Opus 10. Uh, damage three, when uh, Dottaluma gains Brave, and Dottaluma cannot become dull by your opponent's summons or abilities. So he becomes a guy at three points. Uh, Adam, what do you think of Dottaluma? I think this card's really good. Mm -hmm. um, I think people like look at it and they see, like, oh, it deals me a point of damage. That's bad. But there's a lot of good things you can do with that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of smart players... When you're playing against a deck that has like lease and stuff, they they usually will stop at four, right? They don't want to push you to five, mm -hmm. and now they're gonna they might have to stop at three because mm -hmm. they don't need Luma to then like turn them on, right? Or like maybe push your cloud to the next point of damage where the one K makes a difference. So I think that one point of damage because you choose when you play this card mm -hmm. uh, will most likely almost always benefit you than hurt you. Yep. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And, and then, the rate on the body is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, and then he's big. Um, his category matters, and at damage three, he becomes even better. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think almost everything about this card is good. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. John, what do you think? I agree. He's the father. For some reason, Dadaluma, one of the most irrelevant characters in Final Fantasy VI, keeps getting really just like a lot of love in this game. I think it's like a become he's become more of like a thing in the card game at this point. Right? Yeah, I like, guess like, oh, like, absolutely. like like yeah. yeah, because can you explain guys, as Final Fantasy VI diehard fans, can you explain this art to me? Nope. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean it's obviously new art, right? Is this a full hey, art? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's new I'll, art. I'll, it wouldn't surprise me if wait, it was wait. a full art. Yeah, it's new art, but can you explain Duncan's art to me? Yeah, he's no. using a blitz, right? Like he's he's yeah. like clearly it makes doing, more you know, sense. Yeah, yeah Dalluma like, stiff at a flower. Dalluma is like not a peaceful man. <laughs> he's a lying, swindling thug. <laughs> maybe maybe they haven't played up to that point in the game. I no, dude, well, this is what, that's what Adam does. Like, wait, what if this is him ten years ago? Is like him when he's young before? Well, like also like how is this flavorful at all? I yeah. mean, it's a good card. Don't get me wrong, but like, how does this have anything to do with the character? Is like there a thing where you can uh, like lose in less than like five minutes? Because that's what really sticks out to me about <laughs> Dottaluma. Is Dottaluma comes into play? Do yourself seven points of damage. Get up and play in traffic. That's what he should say. Uh, honestly, I mean, the last card dealt with the fact that like if you do stuff to him, that, that card like, was counters. flavorful. Super yeah. flavorful. Uh, yeah. There should be this one. Like he should just bring in some thugs, right? Like he needs to like do something with like. Like, uh, where he, like, calls guys in. Because it's, like, literally the only other thing he does is use potions and call dudes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how, how much flowers, better would it I, guess. Been I don't know. <laughs> if you, like, cross out the word Dottaluma and put something like Vargas. 
Vargas in there, or even Sabin or dude, Vargas you know, at least makes sense because the dude is like like mentally unstable and he's probably just like on the mountain smelling a flower thinking about he's gonna just take over the world and kill his dad. Yeah. Sounds right. Speaking of unstable, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the next spoiler. Um this is a neat card, uh, you know, obviously I'll talk about Pokemon earlier. This thing looks so much like a damn Pokemans. Pokemans. Pokemon the um, man. Poking the man. This is a uh, it's a two CP Earth monster, uh, Mandragora multi unit, uh, category yes. nine monster, which is uh, kind of relevant for Vivi. Um, uh, he's a monster when Earth character when an Earth character other than Mandragora enters the field, place one monster counter on Mandragora. Monster counter. Put Mandragora into the break zone. Choose one backup of cost five or more and break it. Uh, another ability is put Mandragora into the break zone. Choose one backup. Break it. You can only use this ability if three or more monster counters are placed on Mandragora. Adam, I'm going to leave you again. What do you think of this card? Uh, so the, the Category 9 thing is also relevant to Ico if you want to go down that path. But Very like, true. Super relevant. It's a like Earth character that you can search yay. Yeah, but but I think this is really just like a mono card, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, if it's not in mono, it's even slower than it already reads. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think this card is slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're able to get the last ability off, that's going to feel pretty good. The first ability, I mean, what's that really here? Yuna? I guess there's a few new backups, right? Like, that I have Yuna, yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, how much are those? Like, I know, like, Kaka was, or Duncan was playing, uh, Doga, but was he, like, he was, like, the only person, right? That, that I saw, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how common that's still going to be. I mean, Yuna 5 is the big thing that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think this card's kind of average. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe in Mono Earth, it becomes really good to be able to like actually break backups and you don't have to play like Earthwind to play Archer or something. Yeah, it's true. John, what do you think? Uh, I just really like this card. I think that, first of all, yeah, it's just cool that I, I mean, I am a nerd for tutoring across colors and elements. It's just cool that you can get a Earth card, although, like Adam said, it makes it a lot slower. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just think it's neat. I like that there's a lot more backup destruction. I like that we're seeing decks that just kind of focus around backup destruction as a mechanic, and they're actually, like, succeeding, doing well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to see, like, a ton, ton, ton of play, but somebody's going to be, like, hitting the sweet mm-hmm. spot, just doing gross stuff with this card. And and you know there's probably going to be other cards in the set that add monster counters, right? Like that, Oh, yeah, that there's probably one per color. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see. Because um, this is a very Earth card, right? To ba- you know, break the backups, especially with like the limitations it has. Um, yeah, and, and I like it. And the fact that it costs two is always, you know, the gal gallication is always there. Yeah, which I is kind of nice. If there's like a water and an Earth card that puts monster counters on something, and you can somehow play that with Gal and speed this thing up, that could be good. Well, maybe, maybe we get a new Gal that actually. Yeah. Things. It could be true. Just, uh, I mean. I think that it's like you said, um there's it's a whole new mechanic, so like there's gonna be stuff that interacts with it. Yep. I it, agree. It can't be worse than it reads. So Yeah, no for sure. It reads pretty good. Alright, and then the the last spoiler is actually the uh they've gone ahead and spoiled the first legend and the box topper uh for Opus eleven and it's uh Ariana, we're finally getting it. Alright. Uh, Ariana, Ariana, whatever. It's all <laughs> Ariana Grande. She's yeah, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. She is. She's in the game. She's it is, in the game. It is Ariana. You're absolutely right. 
Call her EA Sports because she's uh, EA game. Sports. She's I mean, in the it's game. It's okay if you haven't played Final Fantasy 15 long enough to, to see her. Dude, fuck that. The game sucks. RNA Highland, oh, I dude. I uh, I glitched the game just to put her on my team. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, anyway, she's. I think she's a really good card. Um, she's a four CP, seven K, job dragoon, category fifteen. Uh, she has first strike. Uh, for each fort, other than uh, Aranea, you control Aranea gains one thousand power. Um, very similar to Squall, she has two other abilities. Um, damage three when RNA enters the field. Choose one lightning fort of cost two or less in your break zone. Play it onto the field. And at damage six, Ariana gains Aranea. <laughs> do it again. It's just, it's just, the way, it's just the way it looks to me. Aranea gains the forge you control. Gain haste. Yeah, this card's nuts, right? Yeah, it's got yeah, yeah, it. for so sure. Much, like what? Uh, <laughs> like what? Like every piece of text on this card is good. Everything, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's power for what it does. It's cost. Mm-hmm. It's category. It's job. Remember when we used to joke about Alua that they just like kept typing? Mm-hmm. It's like somebody was like, "That's it. I'm sick of it. I haven't seen dragoons top anything yet. It's time." Mm-hmm. Like pull yeah, the I mean, lever. Yeah. You have one other forward out, right? She's on curve. Yep. <laughs> with with built-in first strike, but yeah, and maybe built-in haste if you're like late game, mm-hmm. you're almost dead. I mean, even the damage three ability seems pretty dumb to me. Well, um, yeah, because you've got you've got you know Urianje, Regedia. Yep. Um, you can even play the two CP dragoon that gets two CP for each other dragoon. You have. Yeah. So uh, the I, new Sakura. I, I, I don't want to like make other people really that sad, but I don't think this is really gonna like make or break dragoons. I think this is no. just gonna see play in other decks. Yep. Um, it just happens to have the job, mm-hmm. so maybe you might see like some small package, but I, I don't. I don't think this is. I don't think this is gonna magically make some because I mean they already had uh, what's her face Barbara, right? Yep. So and so, uh, um, fun fact: I remembered that we saw the art for this card when they were mm-hmm. showing us like the box art of. Opus 11, remember when they showed mm-hmm. us like Tifa was on the box and stuff? Um, and back then people were like saying, oh, I think we know the rarity of all these cards because of like the file name. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. sure enough, this RNA picture was uh, 086L. And yep. That yep. is the card. So yeah, these are all, it means that, I mean, the other things they showed on this, just real quick, was Cindy, which is a, a Earth hero backup, mm-hmm. uh, Orphan, which is a Ice hero forward. Mm-hmm. And then Tifa, which is a uh, an Earth Legend as well. So, and I'm gonna tell you something I like about her too. Um, getting back to like crazy, like Mono Earth 15 with like a splash of purple. Ooh, baby! You can search her off of uh, Regis. You can search her off King of Bramesia. You could play her with the uh, Earth Lightning Moogle. And with Ig- with Ignis out, she's plus two K. If it's just her and Ignis out, she's yep. plus two and brave with first strike. Um, I think you could play her in a like a like a heavy fifteen because then you can uh, you can you know look Re- Revan Revis whatever his name is yeah you can look at race. him and, yeah you can look at him <laughs> so what would you say you use you use like two of the wrong letters both times Revis Revis it's all the same <laughs> all, yeah. you know the one you know the one <laughs> you know we're crab people now yeah, um the only thing about that right is that that makes her damage three ability kind of bad in that deck extremely true, don't true. you have to like. Unless they put like some other kind of really dope, like if she wasn't color locked, she'd be fucking I mean, well, I mean, hey, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's already nuts. But um, I, I we'll see. Like maybe we'll get some lightning two drops. But I think the big ones right now that I can think of are Arianje, uh, the new Sakura. I think is a really good one. Yeah, big big time. Yeah, just drawing two 
doing damage, having something damaged, playing her, putting Sakura back in, drawing card. Yeah, that feels literally just replaced her and got two bodies for it. Um, I think that's huge. And then damage six, you just drop, you just play a bunch of dudes because you're going to play her, get a body. That's two hasters coming in. Um, I think there's some really neat stuff you can do. I think the card's really, really good. I can't wait to see where it sees play. I absolutely but, agree. And I mean, yeah. just first strike is probably the most powerful keyword, honestly. To just Especially in Lightning with all the little ping and shit. That, for yeah, sure. It's, it's the hardest. Well, first strike, uh, probably haste and then first strike, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely it's a pretty annoying keyword to deal with. Because, yep. I mean, you have to win this game through combat still for the most part. Yep. And I think that card's really good. But, uh, John, you know, that's all the news we've got. We're going to kind of just switch right in. You know, those spoilers were uh, were spoiled at the World Championships for 2019 in, right, just in sunny Los Angeles. We sent our best, our best detective to get the scoop. <sighs> and, boy, we found that scoop in the bottom of Lord Byron's toilet. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, what a weekend. Um, well, let, before we start talking about the shenanigans, guys, let's just talk about the event in general. Um, what, do, what did you think? What did you think? I think, I mean, obviously you've got 31, 31 of the best players um, in the world just in a two-day event, two-deck format. You have to, cut to top 16. They had a draft, two pods of eight. Then they cut to top eight with uh, back to two-deck constructed. Overall, guys, from, you know, I know you both were watching at home. Um, from you know, we'll just kind of take it piece by piece. Let's talk about the stream and production. Adam, what do you think just of the production, the commentary, everything from start to finish? Yeah, so like I haven't really been playing the game. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, I still talk to people and like I judge the Ultras Cup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like the first stream I probably watched in a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I thought Rice and Berkeley did a good job commentating. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the breaks were kept to a minimum. You know, a lot of interviews with a lot of international players that you don't that don't get a lot of screen time, at least on you know on our side. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no complaints really about the stream at all. There was like a few technical difficulties, but yeah, that's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it happens. Your hotel, hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah, I... yeah. Stream the fact that they were really crazy. streaming on Wi-Fi is crazy. Yep. Yeah, that's that's not a good look. Uh, that would that would like frighten me if I was the person that had to run it. They'd be like, "Yeah, you can't hardline." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I'd be yeah. like, "Then you don't have a stream, <laughs> right?" My ass is hotel doesn't have a hardline. But yeah, well, John, I, what what did you think of the stream? Talk talk to me, Goose. I thought it was great, dude. So that first of all, like there was a clear effort on behalf of um, like Square Side of mm-hmm. like, hey, we want to like punch this up, like. Let's fix some of these things. Let's like we gave uh, the streamers access to this video we made. This like cool graphic. We've seen them before, but like it was neat that every single time they came back, they now had to transition back in, and mm-hmm. like um, they had brand new audio to the point where like Chris, they're playing tracks that are not released. Like I the literally cannot find them. Was gas. the music wasn't just different? It was amazing. It was so amazing, Chris. I haven't like I haven't literally saved music from like an online production in like i don't know man i have like like limewire level shit like <laughs> like like let me get out kazaa like i, I like uh. the last time i had to like 
bootleg music like this, but I was like, I need to listen to this again. Like, I need to be able to hear this. Uh, You're like a kid recording off his cassette from the radio. <laughs> yeah, dude, literally, like, come on, please, you know, uh, I, I need this Final Fantasy VI jazz, like, this nine and a half minute Final ba -ba -da -ba 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 Fantasy VI jazz ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah. So um, great. I was losing my mind, dude. It was great. Uh, but yeah, the commentary, Rice and Berkeley, these are guys who, and we all know, everybody on this cast knows what commentating an event is like, especially mm -hmm. one that is that long. And it mm -hmm. is so hard to stay on. And like, I just call it like being on. Like, you know, like you're basically, mm -hmm. on, like, you're acting. You're on. The lights are on. The show is on. Go. You're on. Mm -hmm. and, like, just being on all day, like, for that much time is so hard. Like, you mm -hmm. literally can't break character. You don't slip. Like, you just have to constantly be, like, interested in what's happening and talking. And you can't, like, get, you know, inside your own head and just, like, sit there and think for a bit. You have to just be, like, popping off. And, and these guys were doing a really good job as people who don't get a lot of practice doing this. Um, yeah. Like, I, you could tell, like, maybe the very end they were getting a little bit tired. But honestly, like, I was getting a little bit tired because well, that, these that, finals, that finals were not time. So, yeah, they were just, they were long, and there was not a lot happening. It was very controlly. Um, but they were great games. And, I mean, I loved watching the games. Like you said, the interviews, the international players, it was so cool that we got the treatment that I really only see when they're, like, um, they're, like, revealing game information on official Square Enix streams, where they literally have, like, mm -hmm. the translator there with, the, like, the little notepad going back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. And I love that we even had players from, like, other countries helping translate their teammates if they mm -hmm. were more comfortable with English, just to get us, like, more interviews. Uh, it yep. was really neat. I didn't know most of these, like, international players, and so it was really cool to get um, to know them a lot better. When I watched Worlds last year, I feel like, uh, besides, like, the absolute winners, you know, like, uh, and, like, maybe oh. Day 2, I really didn't get to know any extra players from watching yep. the stream. So this was really neat. I really enjoyed it. It was a great experience viewing from home, which is not something I say a lot <laughs> when mm -hmm. I'm watching streams for this game so it was um it's a huge it's not just a step this is a leap in the right direction so yeah i i agree i just want there's one thing i want to touch on that i think was uh -huh. slightly better last year that they didn't do this year uh -huh. and that was they had like um they had like pictures of all the people's deck lists i don't know if oh, you all yeah, remember that I from agree. last yeah, year absolutely um that would be really cool like even if you're just putting that in between like on breaks and letting people look at the list and then know. they also had like more stuff in the break scene break scenes other than just music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But That's I was just like some little stuff that I'd like to see. I mean, I know I still think it was great. I agree. Uh, I was like weirdly okay with. Well, okay, hold on. First, let's be real. Uh, Pokemon came out, so I was content during break screens. But also, <laughs> um, really, it was like uh, the music made such a difference. I don't even know how to explain. Like, I was so happy. Had, to had wait you bopping, like I was you were like bopping like Jeff Goldblum. I was like, God, I really hope they don't come back before this song. <laughs> like like uh, it, these little things made like mm -hmm. even though we had to have some of that downtime it really did help with that yep. too but i agree that um that you know obviously the breakstone had a really great production value on their stream they had uh a lot of things like that really right so i think mm -hmm. that like we said we're, we're all of these people have to get that experience again you know and we're definitely moving in the right direction absolutely yeah. like i said the music had you Oh, I was bopping, dude. I was, I was all over the place. I was Jeff Goldblum bopping. That's right. It was, it was a, a, a midfoot press. Yeah, dude. It's only, <laughs> it's only <laughs> existing boppers. <laughs> but no, and also too. Um, just last thing on the stream, I because I thought it was great as well because I was there and they had us in like a separate room and they had an awesome like setup for us to watch it. Um, 
Berkeley actually, you know, doing all of the international interviews, just doing all the player interviews, like that's that's not easy. Dude, he did a great job hosting. He like, did a he, fantastic he kind of, job. One of them had to kind of like be that guy, and he definitely mm-hmm. just took it and did a great job with it. And that's not hard because not only do you have whenever we do stuff, I'd be the one doing the interviews because you just yeah. have to you have to be able to break that ice, and you have to like you have to be able to kind of like read the other person as well and sometimes the language barrier is going to stop you from reading that other person oh yeah for um sure. and he he kept his cool it was really really like just just nothing but good things to say about the stream mm-hmm. um so it was excellent from a spectator experience uh from a spectator standpoint um now let, let's get down to the nuts and bolts um boys <clears throat> let's talk about like some of the decks like now the two the big ones going into this <laughs> Um, now, when I say the big ones going into this, let's not talk about the actual numbers. The decks that were kind of on everybody's radar, and I, I know, Adam, this one might be, you know, you, I know you've talked to people, and you, um, the big ones were like the three-color Rand Pair decks. Uh, obviously, Waff, because Waff was definitely the, you know, Waff was the pushed deck, the the tutorial deck of Opus Ten, right? It's like literally Final Scions Fa- 2.0. Yes, and it's just like Final Fantasy of Nine was the the tutorial deck of Opus 8. That's what this is. Um, so I, I think, I know, I don't know if I think you had told me this, Chris, or not, but you were mm-hmm. thinking that you think Waff is easier than Scions, or no? Um, I don't know. I think sequencing is a lot more important in this I feel deck. like, look at it, I think it's a little harder. I think it requires mm-hmm. a little more finesse. Yeah, I think the it ceiling does. is a lot higher, too, for it, though. Yeah, and John will tell you, like, he was watching my matches thing tonight like you have to you do you have to stop and think and like all right if i do this i gotta break this i gotta get this back if i do this here now if they disrupt this can i do this still like you you it's not like science where you're like here's bodies go um with with walk because you have to you really have to manage your cp i think you have to identify your burst turn too like i think there's definitely like really because i mean and this is just from literally watching this stuff for like two days worth of well i guess three because we're Mm -hmm. two days um, cause yeah, I, I looked at, um, the field at okay. Ultros cup and I saw what other people were testing and playing and stuff. And I literally, but when I saw the decks that I saw, the decks that I identified were mm-hmm. wind water, mm-hmm. the Rampair deck, the three color mm-hmm. and the Waff deck were the ones mm-hmm. that I was like, these seem like the best decks to me. And I feel like when, when I tuned into worlds, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I was right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I know, like, we were kind of maybe leaning into this. Do you think, like, the breakdowns of the deck might, like, do you think that could be, like, a problem with, like, balancing, or do you think it's okay right now? Well, it's weird, right? Because, well, that's a good segue, right? Because, like, let's talk about it. In top 16, there There were 12 12 wind water decks, and there were seven waff decks. Because the the, the 12 was the one that really bothered me the most as a spectator. And, I mean, I've Mm -hmm. been playing and watching this game for, you know, a pretty good bit now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm still watching the same Wind Water deck. They just keep getting ways to bring Valfor back, and they just keep um, getting ways to just recycle their value. It's yeah, not- I read Citra for the first time at Ultros Cup, and I was like, "What the fuck is this card?" Oh, <laughs> Porum got faster. <laughs> yep, and, and then game. they added then they added cards like Ash, who is just absurd, uh, Titus, which does so many things. Uh, Titus is like Titus and Ash, but just 
they stop all the shit that stops you. Yeah, I think those cards help, but right, but it's still the core that's the mm-hmm. problem. Oh, right? it's still you oh, yeah, yeah. Balafor is still and Fina. Those are the cards that just just make the deck what it is. Because the Do thing is, think- like Titus and Ash are cool, and they can go into like all kinds of different neat wind mm-hmm. waters. But yep. the, that core, like you said, is the thing that's... Mm-hmm. Like do you think that's a problem, though? Like, I mean, I'm just literally... Yeah, like, do you think well, no. going forward that well, this Valifor. is allowed to stay? Valifor's no. a problem. Valifor's the card that needs to go. Just, yeah, no, I don't and think so. no one's made... And everyone's made no bones about it. Um, the card needs to go. And I would not be surprised. I, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say it. I would not be surprised if before the comp season starts, before Open seven, open, Opus 11's release, released, can't speak tonight, Jesus, um, before Open Opus uh, You know what? The card's going to be gone before the next comp <laughs> I just had a porky pig It's out of here! Yeah. I'm struggling over here. But no, um, I legitimately think that card will be gone before next competitive season starts because and i, I think I, it's for the best i feel like other archetypes have like somewhat evolved right and i feel like that archetype is just like the same stuff plus some cards yep as it has um, been and it's like really hard to play wind water any other way when that exists right well like i'm glad you said it that way because like they they introduced in this set specifically a very suboptimal wind water archetype sky pirates but then like you put it together and you play it you're like cool this is fun but why am I not playing the same shit I've been playing for the last 10 sets? Yeah. Like, the, those, those cards are just so powerful. Like, you need to be playing YRP if you want to play when the, that core, that Balafor, the Yuna. Like, Riku, you don't give a shit. You had, a, you had another 2CP Riku that was just perfectly a perfectly fine replacement. Yeah. And uh, I it's mean, all... I mean... Yeah, I try to tell people when they banned Riku, it was like they—I—I I, I think she deserved to be banned because she gave the deck an mm-hmm. alternate win con that she had no business having. But it wasn't like yep. playing the other Riku was going to make it that much worse. They were still going to do the same stupid. Yep. Job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, yeah. like I was telling people after the weekend was over, it's like I'm—I'm I'm just tired of watching like the Abolus Valfour plays. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> as a spectator, that it's getting boring mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, the deck's good, and it's it's the it's the most boring good you could possibly watch. And like, if you look at the like, look at the names of the players that. Uh, you got, yeah, yeah, you got Kurosawa, JFB, fucking the, the world champ. Uh, you got Nicholas Larey. You've got uh, Chris Matiski, Ruben Gutierrez. Like these are like these are just. Bo- I'm, let me keep going. Uh, Colin Rupert, uh, Matt Okimoto, uh, Robert Phillips. Uh, Manuel Padilla, Jamie Faulkner, Jason, uh, Grand Jason, Jason Z, Z, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I, I got I'd one. Actually, I'd like to hear, like, from the people that didn't bring it, like, why they didn't bring it. Because I, oh, absolutely. I feel like, I feel like that was kind of like, like, I would why would it? Duncan, he got second and didn't bring it. Yeah, I mean, his, his decks were pretty creative, to be honest. Like, that Earth mm-hmm. Wind deck was, mm-hmm. I, I saw the one game where he had Yastola, 6CP, Shantoto, and Arden on the board, and I was like, this is over. Oh yeah! How do you beat that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, and also too, going back to Duncan, like he was super ballsy. He's playing two decks with Earth in it, and like I mean, he had to sacrifice two Sith in one list for the other. Yeah. Um. And you know, I I, I agree with you. I think Windwalker. When I say when I say it's the problem, it's just that core that Balafor, and it's not it's not the three K. It's the activation you get off of because that's what allows you to just keep the party going um i think if it didn't reactivate it would probably not be as bad it's still a very powerful card 
Mm-hmm. But I think the activation is what really, really, really puts it, wouldn't, it in. Yeah, it wouldn't be remotely as bad without mm-hmm. the reactivation. The reactivation is what lets you play other stuff super efficiently. It literally yes. makes the card negative cost. Like it would, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so there are still some instances where it would be pretty good. Like with Fina, mm-hmm. right? It's still mm-hmm. fine there. Yep. But uh, but also you would be looking at it and like you're at that point like do I have to play this card? Like there are other ways to do. Well, and also too, right? Like the going back to you know why cards are important. Cards like Yastola, um, card like there's just, there's cards that can kind of disrupt that efficiency. However, um, when you print Ash, though, like does it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, like there's things that like the things that can disrupt that efficiency don't disrupt them anymore. Like if you don't see Ash, you're like, all right, well, I'll just bounce that Yastola back to your hand with Titus. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's what their job is, right? Like, Ash yeah. is there for... The, I think, like, one of the biggest things that Ash and Titus do is turn off Yastola and the Mare. Yep, they turn off Yastola, and they keep activating Pinello. Because now your Valifors are doing four, and, you know, you'll do that. You'll Valifor, you'll reactivate, you'll go to com- you'll go to combat, I'll ping with, uh, ping with Pinello, I'll loot with Ash and activate a backup, I'll ping you again. Oh, you know what? We're in main two now. I'm, uh, I've already blanked your stole. I'm gonna go ahead and play this Citra now. Get this Valifor back and just fuck your life up. <laughs> just right. Fuck it's your just life up. right. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the the new pieces they got are great. Like like you said, they're not part of that core, but they stop the shit that stops the core from working. Oh yeah, and I'm, not, just, I'm not saying they're not good. Right, and it's it's just silly. It's just silly what that deck can do. And everybody, the best players in the world, identified that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, show me a game where you casted like three to five Valifors and you lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's only... With, between Citra and Porum, mm-hmm. it's not like that's a, that outrageous. And you got, and they're running Ico now, too. Like, not that hard to do. And think about it like this. Six of the top eight had Wind Water in there as one of their two decks. Yeah, why, why not? That's what I'm saying. Like, why yeah. would you not? Like, I, I'm, I'm impressed that, you know, Duncan got as far as he did. Well, um, and and it helps that the other deck, I can look at a guy like Nick Ray, his was fucking Woff, which was the second most played deck in top 16. Probably the second most played deck in the entire tournament. If we were to look at a full, like, 32 player, like, we could see all the deck lists, I'd be willing to bet it's Windwater by a mile and Woff probably right after that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Woff just seemed like that deck that can just steal games for it's you. The, it's the aggro deck. It's the aggro deck it's that... Yeah, I, I actually like the design of it. I have no like. I know some people hate the zero CP rain, and I think that is really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's some other things too that allow you like recycle or like between like the Kusip and the Gabrant to get her out of your deck. Plus, you have the what's the the dad right? That brings no, you have Rorik, and then you have the Tama that gets a- um, that Dude, gets fine really by good. me though. Fine by me, dude. That stuff made a deck overnight. Yeah, yeah, no. Look, look, they're playing. Like I was telling, uh, I was talking to Matt. I know you have, you probably haven't talked to Matt in a long time, but I was talking to him the other day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look at these cards from Opus Four that just like never saw play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandless is what Opus Three. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like they never really saw the light of day, and then now, now they're playing like Segwardi, Hiss, Brandless, mm-hmm. Quinn. Um, and Wynn's stupid. She's like the best card in the deck right after. Yeah, I mean when she's a when you can make her consistently a nine K with haste and and brave. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh, why she's not? always she's always going to be a ten k. She's always a ten k brave haste, uh, brave haste that's putting four k on something when she attacks. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. But I, I actually think Rain is kind of like a pretty, at least right now, I think she's a pretty 
the mm-hmm. well-designed card. Like she's powerful, mm-hmm. but there are things you can do to her prior to combat to get rid of her. Um, but you're gonna feel bad about it because she probably costs zero. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind I kind of like her as an aggro card. I think aggro needed a place in this game, and I felt like since Turbo, mm-hmm. really hard to find that because you, in order to have, have like a successful aggro deck in this game, you either need to limit their hand size or just have a way to keep shitting out forward. Mm-hmm. And I think rain lets you between like the recursion that Earth gives you, plus like mm-hmm. rain giving your shit haste, like yep, lets you do that. I actually kind of like the deck. And then there's other cards too that like uh, the cards from Opus Ten, like you notice Duncan and I think uh, Nicholas as well. They're both running Reagan in their list, which is another piece of recursion. Yeah, and, I, I am. I do think the light and dark cards were like pretty sweet power level. I, I think Citra good. might be a little over the top, but. Yes. Uh, she should cost like more than three, or not yeah, be a I mean, burst. I don't know. You mean you mean cost more than one? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. has just like she's another one. It's just like why does she have as much text as she does? Why does she have a burst symbol? Why yep. does she only cost three? Why can't she discard light card? Yep. Because <laughs> also too right, like think about like this: the wind water lists that are really really good. You're running Porum and you're running Citra. You're recycling summons. The, a lot of the WAF lists, now obviously you can see the ones here. Um, obviously, if you're playing WAF and Wind Water, you're 100% putting Citra in Wind Water. But WAF gets access to that same thing between Terra and Citra. And if you look at a lot of the Japanese lists prior to Worlds, they're running like two Terras, two Citras, or three Citras, two Terras, whatever. That's something in that and like. I think something that, that goes with this too is because you can recycle your summons, it lets you keep your summon count low and your forward count high. Yep. Mm-hmm. which is a big deal in this game because forwards is how you win. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it really makes, when, yeah, when you can yeah. recur the really strong summons from the break zone after you've already casted them mm-hmm. and then just keep drawing into forwards and gas, like, yep, or keep recycling the forwards with the Ku Sith summon that lets you keep getting Ku Sith back. <laughs> like, you can just you can just keep recycling that shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what makes, and that's why I think. The, decks are like super standout now the other deck like we talked about was the three color ran pair deck um that deck does a lot of really neat stuff too obviously it's abusing um the nine drop shantoto um just being able to play that for free off a ran pair and there's so many ways for this deck to actually get that card to go off um the big ones being the new garland which i think is just a really absurd card um then you've got Kane, which obviously we've established is a really really good card yep. um and what one of the neat things that it's doing um, is, you know, it's using. It, we're talking about, you know, seeing decks. Aguardus is in this list too because he's searchable off of Duke Goltana. And that's and, what I think for a while people were doing. Like I think JFB had lists where he was doing that. They weren't quite to the level of like good uh-huh. deck is now, but yep. Well, because now they're shutting off the first strike on the Garland on the opposing quarter. They're mm-hmm. shutting off the first strike from like the Waff guys and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just Shantoto is like, and you've noticed a lot of the the wind water lists, like the ones that were in the top, were also running uh, Yag Rush because the Shantotos were just like that's that was just what's eating up your Rikus, your Yunas, because um, that can just come in and break them. And you've noticed that the, a lot of the wind water lists switched to having one or two Yag Rush, but I want to say each one had two um, to too, protect from Shantoto. You know, where's that card been? Yeah, the bottom yeah, of the bargain that. bin. I don't think Alex had any, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah, I don't think he did either. I, I think his backup line was very deep, but he was also playing archers too. To like, he could just archer um, 
Well, I don't know if you can even arch a ram pair. You don't do that. Yep, you don't do that. You, you don't do that. You don't do that. I, I, I had to read it to make sure it wasn't like, <laughs> no, no, it, like no. if it wasn't like <laughs> your effects only as opposed to opponent's effects. Let me make you play, play your nines. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I had to check real quick to see if it was like if you play zone versus opponent. But yeah, no, I mean, no, you, yeah, fuck yeah, that. It might be a thing if you're playing Unit 5. Sure. But, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually think that deck's really neat. Um, mm-hmm. Probably my favorite deck that I've seen play. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's better than when Water, but um, but like I think it's really cool. Like I, that would that would be the deck I'd probably be jamming. Is mm-hmm. that deck? So. Well, it's fun. It's got a lot of lines, and it's so just got fun. like a lot of really neat plays. The Ron pair decks are so fun. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what I what I wanted to do with the Moogle deck, right? It seems like mm-hmm. it has enough cohesion there mm-hmm. to do really dumb stuff, and. It's worth playing multiple colors for, which I think is cool. Absolutely, but then let's take take a look at this, the sauciest deck we've talked about it a lot now. Um, and this is Duncan's uh, his Earth Wind. This is some saucy. Like my computer's smoking because so, of just how saucy this thing. Do is. you remember? I'm trying to remember what Crystal Cup it was. John might have been at the. It might have been Arizona. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was playing an Earth Wind deck, right? Mm-hmm. Was that was that Arizona? Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Me, I'm. There was a guy who was playing something very similar to this deck, where he was like mm-hmm. had like three Ardens in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yastola. I don't think I don't remember if he was playing six CP Shantoto at the time, but like mm-hmm. basically it was just like you're not gonna kill my stuff that's already really annoying to kill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that's what this was, but to another level. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because you have Unsaganashi to protect all your stuff. You've got Yastola to protect all your stuff. You've just got fight spells. You've got Doga to starve their resources. Um, Lael to, you know, shut so, you know, counterplay. Doga seems like an interesting choice to me, right? Because I feel like if you run up against Wind Water, that card's dead, right? Like, Pretty much. Doesn't doing any, it's not, how many was he running? Two. See, that's, that feels really weird to me. Because uh-huh. I feel like in half the time, like, if you just draw Wind Water, like, you're not playing that card. Mm hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Like, what are you? What are you breaking? You're breaking nothing, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Shinra, brother. That's uh, it. <laughs> yeah, like that. If that's what you want to break, you got it. Merle uh-huh. baby. Yeah, Ooh, um, brother. Nothing important, really. Echo. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at the other decks, like, like pretty much everything but Wind Water, it is just a dumpster fire. Because we saw actually in Star the finals, Stable. yeah. Like well, like against against um against, against Kurosawa against Wolf, it's bad too, right? Uh, it breaks the girl who uh, forgot her name. It breaks Rorik. Do you want to break their searcher? Like, no, well, I mean, you kind of do. Uh, like on the especially on like the explosive turns when um you see them like jam somebody or you see them go to well, like search. I mean, you can't really stop it. You can go to yeah, combat. They just have to sequence it differently. Yeah, like if if they because if they never give you priority, you're not doing that. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it feels it feels to me like I'm sure I I know he got really good mileage out of it against some of the people that he played. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think like the Rampair. Oh yeah, I think that's where it really slapped. Um, yeah, but like sure. I I just felt like it was a weird choice just because like I don't know. I I felt like it was pretty easy to see that those are the two best decks. But maybe he was on like mm-hmm. a different wavelength or something. And he obviously made mm-hmm. some smart decisions because he got second, and that's yep. really hard to do. Well, um, he's also he's just an incredible player too. Like just watching like because he turns where he was in the tank i mean just sensory deprived just coming up with the best line before he started even doing anything and just he he was an insane player i mean obviously, but yeah yeah i mean like i said i think the deck is pretty sweet um 
But to me, when I was watching it beat other people, it wasn't really the Dota. It was like the the, the Arden. Plus the Arden. Gigas, mm-hmm. baby. Yes, indeed. And then, um, you know, so another interesting deck here in top eight was one that uh, Tiski was playing. I don't know if you've seen his. Just it's nineteen. It's, it's, a, it's a Ram pair deck, but it's just all like big doofy bodies. He had fire cards in there. He sure yeah. did. He like, sure oh, Cloud did. and Nail, which are you know. Like those are only fire cards because they're yeah Terra too no uh, I don't think so I mean look I got it right no. here maybe he didn't uh, no it was just nail and cloud those are the only okay. cards in there but that's fine um, but yeah over like, and then you had a uh, and Alex's other deck he was on uh, the well it was Earth Ice because he was running the Flan package uh, a lot of dark cards two Gestalt two Regan one Camelot one Chaos which is kind of like right now that the way people are playing Mono Ice you're using the uh, the Monster Searcher uh, no, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. <laughs> Nagmalata. Nagmalata. See, that one sounds easier coming from you. To search out your Flans and your Pumas. Regan to keep recycling your Gestals. Um, I mean, the other, and then you've got, obviously, Mono Ice doing Mono Ice things. And uh, the new Terra backup actually makes the six package a lot better in Mono Ice because now Locke has that same access to two backups without sacrificing, like, forward sets or sell yeah. it. You know what I mean? The, the new Terra is actually good because you're only running three to five summons so i, I have a question actually mm-hmm. so mono fire was looking really sweet after nats right mm-hmm. what happened well i'm gonna tell you let's uh let's count the number of fucking mist dragons that i see um because that deck folds really really hard to mist dragon you got three in duncan's uh waff list um you've got one in Nicholas the Ray's list. Obviously, if you're not counting Citras and Terras, you've got way fucking more than that. Also, Chris uh, just kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, like yeah, Mist Dragon's a card that's being played, but like the Waff deck claps. Modifier. Yeah, it's like it's faster and it's bigger. And Modifier's just like, wait, uh, my cards do like seven or eight k. So even with the new cards like Zonday and stuff, it just didn't make enough of a difference. Like uh, Zonday, the... they need to be in the break zone, so he's actually like weirdly slow. He's very much like a late game. Uh, and he gets fucked up by Miss Dragon too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and Miss Dragon was in a lot of decks playing yellow. You had at least Dragon in the list. Like and, you know, just to kind of you know bring it down to a local night, I was playing Mono Fire. I Miss Dragoned him twice, and like after the first one, the game was over. The second one. Like that, he just he could not, he couldn't put forwards on the board and keep them there against Waff because you're like, oh, I'm gonna swing twice, dead, um, and then I'm gonna swing two more times with my other bodies. Oh, you want to play this, Afrida? I'll break. I'll just exile your break zone again. And the, usually, this usually the first Miss Dragon is lights out. The second one, they just you just have to scoop it up at that mm-hmm. point. So I guess another another thing, um, li- like Lightning got some stuff too, right? And mm-hmm. not. Outside of like just the Ron, like the small Ron Pair package, which was basically like what Ron Pair, Alua, Kane, mm-hmm. those are like the big lightning cards. Well, Wait, they're also it, running Phil Thanos in them. I saw some people had it, some people didn't, and, and the most I saw were one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so definitely I, a, a one. I know the guy that won one had one in his deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there a reason that's not really seeing much play either? Yeah, well, I was say I think Evan Tan guy. I think one of his lists was Mono Lightning, but again, I don't know. I need see all the lists. I and, would not be surprised at all. Yeah, it, but he did not have a good weekend, um, so I don't know if I, I just don't know if Mono Lightning just has it, because like the thing I like with Mono Lightning right now is Lightning back up with the new forward Null, but it, it's, it's just, is that good enough? 
It's pretty damn good. It hurts. But like, is it? But is it? Is it good enough compared to the Rand Pair stuff? Because then they're just like, I'll just play Garland. Uh, break my Rand Pair, Shantoto. Your lightning backup. Yeah, I mean that's just mm. pretty tough. But yeah, I, I mean, it takes a lot. Not to waste too much more time before we like get to like the next set of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, a card that probably impressed me the most that I saw on stream a couple times was mm-hmm. Ian. In the dark yeah, 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 guys, uh, he does the thing. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought, I thought that like JFB had some pretty sweet lines with that card actually. Um, mm-hmm. And he, I thought he did some pretty absurd stuff with it. Um, and he, I think he was running it in the wrong pair deck. Yeah, he was correctly. Yeah, um, he's got one of them in there. Yeah, so he he was doing some pretty cool stuff. The fact that like his last ability isn't once per turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sets up some pretty cool lines that uh, it doesn't feel good for the opponent. Yeah, Han's a really good card. Going back to what I think this set here, all four, all four light and dark cards are actually super, super good. Yeah, like they're all even Refia is really, really yeah, stupid. She's really narrow. That's all. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's all I was gonna say too. Yeah, she just has to go on a certain thing, and the other ones are just like, I'll put them wherever I want. And, and it's crazy, like when a card like Refia is the worst of the four, and like I don't even, and, and a card like Hein is probably the third best. Mm-hmm. That should tell. That should tell you something. Yeah. The, uh, like I, I think, I think they fucked up where where they put the card and H on the wrong card this time around. Because let's be honest, I th- I personally think Citra and Reagan are the best two cards in the set, followed probably by Ash and Rain. If I had to give it a top a top four of Opus Ten, it's definitely those. But but I don't know. Like overall, I think it was a really neat tournament. Um, to kind of touch back, kind of bring it all together. Um, I think. We see Valafor take a hike. Um, I think that opens a lot of things up. Um, and I think Waff, while it is a super aggressive deck, it's the red deck wins. And we all know that like red deck wins deck. Well, they don't always win. So I, I do think, now me and John have a, you know, we're going to say this cast. We do have a gentleman's bet going. He uh, thinks yeah, by the end okay. of Opus 10, yeah. Waff's not even going to be one of the top decks played. I said, um, I, said, I said it wouldn't be in the top three decks that people are playing at the end of Opus 10. Well, how many events do we really have? Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple. There's a reunion. There's like this okay, there's yeah, a couple. There's, there's a couple events over it. There's a couple of uh, like cups. Uh, I think there's like two winter cups and in all the, the summoners well. cups, man. Because it's a it's like four months. Yep. Yeah. yep I, so think, I think the only weird the outlier for this mm-hmm. set. Is, I mean, there's not really a real competitive season tied to this set right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really just worlds. Yeah. So I, I, you might see some people just like. Hey, I'm gonna have some fun. Kind of like we you know when we went to a reunion last year. I played Rebels. Like, yep, right. But I'm saying, I mean, yeah, and you didn't win. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and no, the people yeah, who were playing some, some stuff that was like still pretty yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, uh, I but think there was that... also stuff winning that wasn't very good. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, like, these things are good because aggro is really good at the beginning of every meta, mm-hmm. right? Like, I and like, yeah, uh, this deck's pretty good, but it was also very. Very straightforward and narrow, much like Scions. Mm-hmm. And Scions is something that, like, I don't think ever saw widespread, like, real, real success. And there's only one person mm-hmm. who continues to see success mm-hmm. with it. And it's like, we always will solve the meta a lot more. Like, like some crazy decks come out at the end of every opus. And it's like, we've barely had time with this. I don't think that we've just, like, all right, let's, like, lock it up, throw away the keys. We're done here. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think that people are going to keep working on it and i i just think that there's you know there's more out there well i definitely think there's more out there as well that's why we kept it like, yeah bet only a beer on it yeah we bet a beer um, we bet a beer 
Yeah, but I, I, yes, indeed. I, but I, I still think just because it's, I think it's probably the most refined aggro deck that That's this fair. game has probably seen. Mm, um, and I think it's Turbo was pretty refined. Well, but, <laughs> well, but like was Turbo? Yeah, I guess Turbo, turbo was insanely Turbo toward the end was really refined. Okay, so I'll, 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 I'll take that. Yeah, Turbo was, but Turbo was. Well, let me put it this way: probably the most fair. Aggro, fair, refined aggro. Day. We'll just we'll give it two categories because let's be honest, Turbo wasn't terribly fair because they, they took it around. You didn't get to play the game if that if that deck hit, which it was super fucking consistent. <laughs> this is the most refined legal aggro. Deck. <laughs> yes, yes. There we go. Let's keep ad words till we get yes. <laughs> modifiers. Yeah, but no, but no, it is. But it, it is. It's a very it's yeah, refined, the other one's banned. It doesn't count anymore. <laughs> right. No, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I-, I think it'll still see play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I do think it will still see play. I just well, don't now and to just three. before we move on, you know, to the to the fun stuff. Do you think that now, much like Scions, they have to be careful with what they print with the category WAF on it? Yeah, I mean, we already like they had to be careful, like retroactively. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know that they had to look at these cards and be like, okay, we can't push some of these into, like, the stratosphere. And uh, Wynn's probably riding right on that line where it's like, uh, we actually made this card gross. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think I, her numbers probably... are flip-flop. That's the weird thing about her. Like, if her, if she was a plus one in Brave and then a plus four in the second thing, it would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I think you'll probably see them print, like, more Lawns and Reigns, which makes sure. it kind of like... At that point, you kind of have to choose, and then you have name clash, or mm-hmm. they'll print stuff in like water, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like a lease type situation going on. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it was you know I think overall the tournament was good. I can't wait to see them. And like you know, the Opus Ten is you know this is a meta that outside of the reunion and maybe some you know some European events, and we'll, see, we'll I'm sure we'll see a steady stream of Japanese events as well because yes. um, they love. Love, 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 love World of Final Fantasy over there. Yeah. Boy, howdy. That's what, like, <laughs> I, I, like, almost every day, Matt Rice was like, hey, I got another Japanese waffle list for you. Hey, hit Twitter. There's a ton of Japanese waffle lists online. It just, it just, <laughs> they love that shit. And a lot of the Japanese players, like, um, like, I mean, look, like, most of them had it. Like, I want to say almost all of them, but, uh, but Sawa had them. So it's, like it's it's just it's something flavorful. So I think you'll I think you know to kind of touch on that you'll actually see a lot of innovation come out of Japan with for that archetype. But speaking of uh, just uh, innovation, I invented so many new ways to get drunk this week. So they call John, you the I, innovator. I was I was not the innovator. That's a, that, that is there's <laughs> know, one innovator. Patrick Chaplin. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, but um, I actually had the chance to go to World, so I actually had a, you know, I kind of had that the 4D experience. I was like in that moving box at Bush Gardens at World the whole time. Um, but I got to, I actually got to be there and actually meet a lot of these players in person. And I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, they're some, they are fantastic human beings. Um, being able to just like hang out and interact with them and you know have drinks with them and just shoot the shit like. Like people that I never thought I'd like, interact with or just you know talk to outside of you know Final Fantasy. Like it was just really really cool to just fucking hang out, just hang out and like see that they're just they're just the boys like the rest of us, you know. They're the lads, dude. 
They're the lads like, international. Unleashed. Yeah, like uh, dude, the, lad, the lads international. <laughs> but no, it was it was a really cool experience. I, I actually got to go as Cody's. So my wife was okay with uh, be, me being Cody's arm candy for the weekend. Um, Good. I, I I didn't get a chance to you know really experience the full weekend because I know everything kicked off on Thursday. People stayed till Monday. I um you know I got there Friday night because I had to work. Flew in, got there at like one a.m. Apparently they had been drinking heavy. Uh, Cody was passed out when I got there, so I had to wake him up, beat on the door, <laughs> um, all that stuff. But I did the gentlemanly thing. I blew up the bathroom in the lobby instead of going up to the room and Smart letting man. it rip. That's right. Um, so then you know got there, went to sleep. Next morning, woke up. Everybody you know met everybody downstairs for breakfast. It was really cool. That's where I finally where I got to meet everybody. Got to meet Manny Fresh. You know, like got to you know meet some of the American players that I hadn't met, both Manuel specifically. Um, they're both excellent. Yeah, yeah I, I hadn't met him in person yet. Um, so we were just hanging out, eating, shooting the shit, and that's when they were all. And then they were just waiting for everything to start. And then, you know, we catch wind of, you know, because I was, you know, kind of figuring out, like, what are we, you know, what are we going to do? Because um, I was hanging out with, you know, hashtag team mom. Um, yeah, they were, they were the MVPs of the weekend for sure, um, next to really big Carl. But um, we'll get to that. So. Like it was just, a, just um. So we found out that they, you know they they got a vault for us store where they set up. They had like you know water and stuff for us, table set up, um, and they had a, a stream set up on a big screen TV, so we could actually sit there and just hang out and jam, and you know watch the event that's happening right next door. And of course, the players between rounds would come in, and you know, and we, you know, some of them would come in and jam games. So just come in, shoot the shit, whatever. Um, and that, that's how we find out how everybody was doing. And we could actually yeah. pull up the pairings and the standings online each round. Oh, cool. um, yeah, it was really cool that we could actually do that. And and there were some other there were some other faces there. Um, uh, I can, I, I'm going to butcher his last name. Nan. Last name begins with a P. Um, he does a lot of uh, he's always posting in all the group. Um, he was actually there. He, I, I don't know who's plus one he was, but he was there hanging out. Um, he was super, super nice. Like he gave us all a bunch of like chapters cards. Uh, he organized like a little like plus ones tournament, which was really cool. I uh, got to hang out with, uh, you know, Kyle McGinty was Kyle McGinty and, uh, his girlfriend. I'm so sorry. I, I, I forget her name because she, I don't, I didn't really see her much the second day. Marion. Yes. They were, uh, they were Rob, uh, JFB and Rob Phillips plus ones respectively. <laughs> so they got to hang out and we were just jamming games pretty much all day. You know, Jam Muhammad was there. So we were always jamming. Um, and obviously jamming with Team Mom as well. So I got to play some like really quality games. Got to play some against some, uh, I guess, uh, some of the Spanish players. Uh, they were in there hanging out as well. So I got to play some games against them. It was just really, really cool to get some some competition that I don't really get to play on the regular, but like do it like all day. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know that's not all I was doing. I had my uh, Pellegrino box. I am just just filling this bitch up with Bacardi pretty much all <laughs> day. All day, so yeah, I don't man. stop drinking. I'm drinking straight from pretty much 10 a.m. until you know the end of the night. But you know the the day one ends. You know we're everywhere celebrating. They actually the the room we're in. They actually wheel in like a bunch of food, um, and we actually the players all like we all eat in that room. Like they have like you know like meat skewers and salad and you know stuff like that. And then you know we all eat and then we go our separate ways. But a lot of us go up to the hotel bar. You know the bar talking about right there next to the cafe oh i know the one and uh you know we uh, apparently the decision was made to do irish car bombs because kurosawa jfb and uh, rob phillips have never had them 
So, well, you know, when in Rome. Papa Cherry. Yeah. So we do that, and they they hated it, expected they would, except for Kurosawa. That dude, that dude can chug. That dude's a drinker. That dude's a drinker. <laughs> he's one of the boys. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's he's one of the boys for sure. Um, but no, it was it was just really really fun. And then you know the the party went up to the hotel rooms, uh, kept on drinking. You know, got to hang out with Robert Meadows and Toby. Um, let's see, uh, Ben Parrott was you know along for the ride. Uh, Alex was hanging out with us for a while, so just like just really just being able to just chill with these guys and have drinks and just just I don't know just just really like enjoy the community and that that's why I keep playing this game and just like it was an opportunity that I couldn't miss. Um, I'm being very uh you know semi G rated because I got <laughs> fucking obliterated drunk. Um, like I said, uh, uh Ginez was hanging out with us as well. Who uh, Jacob Sedloff was hanging out for a little bit. Uh, David Nunez was hanging out with us for a little bit, so it was just it was just a rogues gallery of just you know local California and international just a who's who. Um, and then I, I finally, you, I finally, yes. indeed, I finally ended up just passing out. I believe, um, it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Apparently, Cody and Toby were apparently like Cody was like Toby. I'll bet you don't have the fucking balls to like like stick your finger like in his belly button and shit like that. He just went out, boop. And I don't feel a thing. Like they're fucking with me trying to get me to wake up. I don't wake up until like Lord Byron like rattles me awake and says, All right, hey, the uh, you know, we're all getting ready to go to bed and I wake up and then I'm like right old sport and I just go out the hall and go to the elevator. And Lady Byron, uh, his girlfriend Darian, who has just had an awesome weekend doing her, her witchcraft. Um <laughs> I- I'll talk about I'll, I'll circle back to that. But so I go back to the room because she called me back because I guess we want to take some pictures with those and Toby. And um, we, we, we line up for the picture and Lord Byron has it on his phone. I, I don't even, I, I, I'm not, I might as well not even fucking be there. Like you can just see right through me. <laughs> but like we go to start taking pictures and I'm like, I'll be right back. And I like fall into the bathroom and just, <laughs> just let it rip. Better than the elevator, dude. <laughs> dude, right, dude. I, I let it rip. And and apparently I cleaned it up because I saw Lord and Lady Byron the next morning. Was your bathroom disgusting? I cleaned it up. They're like, we didn't even know you threw up in there. Like, well, I wow. guess we did good. Nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So the that pros, was Saturday. Pros, <laughs> yes. So that was Saturday. Sunday, they actually have side events set up for us, you know, and a lot of the guys day two from Worlds are in there. They do like a draft. There's Wolves Den going on. Um, and they have, you know, the typical Wolves Den challenges. Um, I won the most WAF characters um, pretty pretty handily. Um, I actually got this really cool Thomas statue that I traded to Zach Burrell for the... He got the uh, the Zidane Garnett play arts. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So I was like, he's like, hey, that Thomas statue is really cool. And I already have this. Do you want to trade? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I want to say I ended up making out more on that because those play arts, those bring arts or whatever, are like you know yeah. 180, 200 yeah, bucks. Sure. And that Thomas statue is like fifty bucks, you know. Yeah, but he had so that was a training running, uh, or from uh, getting nats, placing some high nats. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah he got something in nats. Mm-hmm. That's cool of him. Um, yeah, it was that it was actually, and uh, he won a couple things. He, uh, he won the most damage with Cactuar. Uh, and most times looked at hand because he had infinite loops for both of those, which was really cool in the same deck. So obviously, you know, we're playing each other. It's like, dude, 
yeah, do your thing. Let me just slam a bunch of WAF guys, you know, whatever. He's doing so, Sid. Paladina, it, yep, yeah, Sid Paladina and just all kinds of bullshit, turning everybody into Moogles and all this crap. <laughs> you, know, you, you know the card. You know the drill. Yeah, you know. Yep. And so that's what he won. And I want to say Angelica got most wins. And she made out like a bandit because she got like an A02 promo. What? Yes. Cray. Yes, like, you know, like, hey, just, let's just give you an $800 bill, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, she got, yeah, she got... The Butcher Okamoto? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she got that. Um, I want to say uh, Nikki Neal, other member of Team Mom, got the most cards uh, RFG'd with Cloud. Um, Cody, I, and I, I can't remember what she won. I think she won... <laughs> Cody got Chocobos, that's for sure. No, no, he did not. Uh, uh, Sam Prime actually got Chocobos. Uh, he had 36 Chocobos in a party attack. Oh, what did Cody? Cody had Cody had, Cody had twenty nine. Wow, I, I can't remember what they got. I can't remember sure. what Nikki got. Well, Cody, Cody's another one who made out like a bandit. There was a challenge for most judges, uh, like car, like the most cards with the word judge in the title anywhere played. Um, well, he won that. He had like uh, by the end of the day, he had like one hundred and twenty three judges played. He got a, a playset of the thirtieth anniversary Gabrants. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, He's devaluing our Gabrants even more out of every. Yeah, he looked at it. It was like, day. yeah, he was like, oh shit. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good prize there. Um, I want to say there was like a, a chocobo necktie given out. A the most uh, worth wolves den ever. It was. It was actually really really cool. Um, and then there was uh there was gunslinger. I want to say Shoto was doing gunslingers and two other guys, and I, I apologize because I don't remember their names. But they were, I mean, they were just slinging all day, and I, I actually played a couple. And uh, that's what going back to the warriors of light. Um. One of them was playing this really, really stupid good Earthwind Warriors of Light using the new Refia, the new Ark, and they, they were running like a singleton of like the, the new Luneth because they were running the old Ingus that lets you put a standard unit into play. Mm-hmm. Um, like all those backups were standard units because you just ready all that shit with Ark and put Warriors of Light yeah. into play. You sure do. Yeah, it was just like it was just really efficient. Yeah, In a pretty it. commanding spot. Then, like, three draws in a row, it's just like, oh, wow, it's the best cards you could draw. I'll play Ark, then I'll Diabolo shoot. Uh, next turn, I'll play Refia, search this card. Oh, and I'll Diabolo shoot again, like, from no cards in hand. These were, like, two turns in a row. And, of course, I'm, like, bringing Rain back in, like, swinging, and it's just like, fuck me. Because <laughs> then you had the Ark, and then you put the Luneth into play. I was like, swing. Yeah, now they get yeah. all, they get haste, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was just dumb. No, no, it's the Luneth that gives everything plus one to make oh, okay, math, yeah. block, blocking math real fucking stupid. Um, so he just swings with Refi and it's like remove, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was just really, really cool. Like, uh, it was just a really, really good, uh, just a good, just atmosphere for side events. That you know, and it's the thing. Like, we weren't really there to play side events. Like, we were just kind of watching day two. But you know, everybody was jamming. There was like again, I think they did two or three sealed pods. Jam games with Kyle all afternoon. Jam games with Cody. Um, I was just watching other people play. Um, you know, hung out with Sam Tool. Like pretty much, just anybody who didn't make day two was just in there hanging out, shooting the shit. And uh, I refused to drink a drop of alcohol. Dude, the best way to detox is to retox. Dude, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was just done. And what really sucks is this. This is where the story kind of ends sadly because after after you know that finals was so long and so grueling. Um, by the time the closing ceremony started, I. Had to board my plane and leave so i'm all of the end game i missed all of the 
you know, the the closing oh, ceremony, the placing, the little wine festival and dinner at the end. Oh, they had a little um, wine festival? And- they did. They were drinking some wine. They had drinks in there for them. They had food once again. I was like, fuck, this sucks. Me and Muhammad had to race to the airport and uh, sit in traffic. And then we thought we were on the same flight. Yeah, we weren't. I, I hightail it two terminals back to get on my flight. And I had to, like, just strip down for security, throw all my shit on the conveyor belt, run through the thing, scoop it all up, and I made it just in time for my plane to start boarding. Nice, dude. So, but, I mean, overall, it was an awesome weekend. Dude, very much it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, overall, it was a really awesome weekend. It was something really, really just fortunate to experience in person. Um, Just being around people that, I mean... Uh, ideally, you know, you you want to go to these international events and see these guys again. But, like, I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to, you know, tra- I don't have a passport to get, you know, travel yeah. overseas and see these guys again. And that's really cool that, you know, now I've got faces to names and I've had, like, you know, conversations with these guys. And, like, they're all cool. They were all super, super cool. And every- it was just a great weekend to be a part of. And I was very, very fortunate. Well, so, I'm glad that you really got to get out there and, and do that and mingle with the people. And yeah. spread our influence across yeah, the world. Yeah, got to, got to rub elbows, and it was just fun. I, it was just an absolute great time. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that I got to do it. I'm, you know, the comp season for it, this past season, it, it's, uh, this past year is over. It's time to start fresh. You know, new, new what was it? New, uh, new year, new me, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So, but no, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I... I'll, I'll never forget it. Like I'll absolutely never forget it. best weekends I've ever. Yeah, so. dude. I mean, I was jelly for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah it was cool. It was awesome. But, uh, to do that. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely. Maybe the maybe this year I'll get to go to Singapore as a world player, but I doubt that. That's I got a long way to go. We got work but to do. We do. We got the the, the returners do. team is coming back super strong, and uh, you know we're gonna, we're gonna go from there. But guys. We've rambled on enough. Do you guys have any parting thoughts before we, uh, you know, before we sit down? Because Adam, it was an absolute treat having you back on again. Uh, yeah, pretty fun. I still don't know like where where I stand with stuff yet. I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah, but I, I do know. still keep up. I still I do still watch. So have you mm-hmm. felt inspired at all by some of the decks you've seen lately, like or, or like you know, like changes? namely I wind like water, right? Pretty, well, well, like okay, sure, right. But other than that, honestly, like the things that are around it that it's competing against, like yeah, wind water is just always good, so it's good against everything. But like the landscape around it is changing a lot in like really interesting ways. Like the fact that decks like the Ram Paradex are like not just great, but it's like one of like the three top decks is like really interesting to me. Honestly, it's really cool. Yeah, like I said, I think I said it earlier, like the Ram Paradex is like probably the coolest deck to me that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's tons of stuff I haven't seen, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Just I, the wind water stuff is definitely stale. Oh yeah, it is some old potato chips that have been in the back of your cupboard for I mean, months. When I read Falthanos, I thought that was he was pretty nutty. Well, yeah, he's, he's a great card. He he bricks a lot of things, but I'm glad you said that because that's one of the reasons we're doing it again. But uh, Duncan was running one. Uh, Prompto in the list. I love that. I've been playing Prompto like left and right lately. Dude, I have too. And it was actually uh, how I won locals. I mean, it was me and Curtis in the last round. And he goes wide. And I just 
I draw the uh, the fucking prompt. I'm like, oh, it's just fucking party time. Like, and wow, this is unfair. It wasn't. He was just like, it's pretty good. And his typical Curtis. <laughs> I know draw. how he does it. I know how he exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then like pretty good. Then like I I want to say on the next turn he because I I just build another backup at that point. On the next turn he swings Ku Sith get rain back swing roar it get lawn back and I just want on the next turn. <laughs> Yeah, Thank pretty, you. Pretty, Thank uh, you. It's like, yeah, I'm so good at this game. If it's for free, it's for me. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Well, uh, John, any parting thoughts this evening? That's it for me, Chris. You know what? We're recording this on basically Thanksgiving Eve, so I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We're Absolutely. thankful for all of our listeners, man, and the community, and uh, I'm thankful for both of you guys because I wouldn't be here without the opportunity that you guys gave me. Oh, shucks. Yeah, thankful for both of you guys as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, without, without John, this thing probably would have stopped. So yeah, probably, probably. He said he's had to reel me in a couple times. Sorry, Launchpad. His planet protector. His planet protector. Yeah, that, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, man, me too. Always, always a tr- uh, pleasure, guys. And thanks for listening. We will be back soon. That's right. Take care. Hey everybody, thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. And you're right, that's right, it's the news! (laughs) I don't think I ever answered it correctly. uh... (laughs) There it is. So we're fucked! <laughs> oh, Watchman, we're fucked! Watchman, we're fucked! That's a planet protector! Watchman, that's a planet protector! <laughs> oh my god. So, first headline this week um, 